0: Well, hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here, where you can find practical help for the heart and home as we ponder life from a biblical perspective, as well as a weekly digital dose of discipling to help equip us to be better effective in the opportunities that God places before us to further his kingdom. And welcome back to Moments with Moni. This is episode number 146. Today we'll be covering a few things here. A short outline of this episode is some big thank yous that I have to share with you today. Update on a blog post of Bethlehem and the House of Bread. A quick recap of Ruth so far. And then today, moving forward, Ruth, chapter 1, 19 to 22. But first, a quick reminder. Psst! Hey, this is Moni. Listen in. I have some exciting news. My second anniversary of Moments with Moni is coming on the 31st of January. I would love it if you could help me celebrate my anniversary. Tell me what you like about Moments with Moni. And I will sign you up for the newsletter and put you in a drawing for a $25 Amazon gift card. Your email should be time-stamped no later than January 30th, 2022, at 11:59 p.m. Send your email to momentswithmoni, the number one, at gmail.com. The winner will be announced on the February 1st podcast, 2022. Yes, a big thank you to all of you that have sent in your emails with comments. You have been entered into the drawing for one chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card. The winner will be announced next week on episode number 147. So get your email in to Moments with Moni the number one, at gmail.com. Another big thank you is to Kristen, a friend from that cold northern state of Idaho who used that big yellow, bright yellow buy me a coffee button on the website. Thank you so much, Kristen. And it was so nice to hear from you and catch up with you. And I miss you and all my CBC family there. And glad to hear that you enjoy listening and are taking part in the study. Thank you to all of you who are listening and sending in encouraging comments. I truly appreciate it. And I have to say, the best coffee back in Idaho were those little coffee huts. It was called Jitters. And it was fun to go to Jitters when it was so cold and icy and snowing. And grab a hot cup of coffee and hold it in your hands. Back there, we wanted those paper cups to keep our hands warm while we warmed up the car in line. So make sure you visit Jitters if you're in the Coeur d'Alene, Idaho area. But here down in Searcy, Arkansas, oh my goodness, it took me a while to find a good coffee shop. And then I find out it was right under my nose. Imago Day here in Searcy, Arkansas has, in my opinion, the best coffee available. So make sure you visit there if you're in the area. Another housekeeping comment is for the Radical Ruth episode, number 145, blog post on Moments with Moni. I posted a worksheet for last week's podcast, but I posted it as a pages document. So I switched that to a PDF. If you had difficulty downloading it, it's been fixed and you should be able to download it now. And speaking of that worksheet, one of the going deeper exercises on that page was to serve a dish with bitter herbs or a drink with bitter herbs along with a sweet dish and then to read proverbs sixteen twenty four and isaiah 5 20 and 21 to those that you are serving it to to see what kind of a comment or reaction that you might get from them regarding our words and how these can be just like these two dishes bitter or sweet If you took action last week and did this experiment at home or with some friends i'd love to hear about it and if not there's always today i also created an extra bonus blog post last week about bethlehem and the house of bread and shared with you my beginning journey with the sourdough starter even though i've had 60 years of baking different kinds of bread There was this fearful mindset that I had to get over to start sourdough and I started that journey oh a couple of months ago so I updated you on my journey on the blog post along with instructions and photos and I will leave the link in the show notes. And now on to a quick review of last week. Naomi and the girls set out to return to the tribe or flock in the house of bread after Naomi tries to discourage them with the reasoning that the Leverite marriage custom just isn't going to work in this case. The women travel on for a while until Naomi gives them another opportunity to return to their homeland. They cry and they kiss. Orpa, or stiff-necked, or mane, cries and leaves. Ruth whose name means female friend, cries and cleaves to Naomi. The loyal words of this Moabitess in law are still spoken and used as marriage vows today. These words came from Ruth, who went from being a Moabitess to a loyal, faithful convert. And here we get our first glimpse in this book of a picture of the church that is grafted into the house of the Jews. And today we see Naomi returning with Ruth, who is destitute and returns with a Moabite. So verse 19 in chapter 1 continues, So they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass, when they were come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them. And they said, Is this Naomi? And she said to them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. I just love the pictures that the King James Version conjures up in your mind as you read through this. So the two of them went to Bethlehem, and it came to pass. Remember, impending doom. Watch for what's coming. Well, the city was moved about them. Can you hear the chatter? Oh, my goodness. Everybody's looking. And, of course, they don't recognize Naomi. Is this Naomi? I can't believe it. And who's that with her? Oh, my goodness. Can you hear the chatter? And the gossip flies quickly, doesn't it? Sometimes even when we step into church, you can hear that chatter and that gossip going all around you. And even worse now, The text goes across the room before you even enter. Well, Naomi knows that there is something to talk about, and she's bitter about it. If you just glance over this, you might not understand it, but remember, Naomi means pleasant, the pleasant one, but Mara means bitter. So coming back into Bethlehem, which had been overridden with a famine, is now a bustling, prosperous house of bread. And when the wanderers return with a foreigner, do you think they stuck out like a sore thumb? I would think so. And then there's Naomi who, yeah, she's probably a little bitter right now. How do you think Naomi is feeling right now? When life is hard, and it will get hard if it isn't right now, does it make you bitter? But beyond the feelings of Naomi, how do you think Naomi's reply may have made Ruth feel at that moment? I just finished Job recently in my Bible reading program, and yeah, he went through some tragedy. He went through some sorrows, and God does ordain sorrowful tragedy. He allows things to happen for our good and for His glory. If we make it through the trials, does it not make us better? I guess it could make us bitter. We have a choice. What helps you get through tough times like this? Naomi said that the Almighty has afflicted her. Afflicted there means to spoil or uh, break into pieces. Her heart was broken into pieces. Yes, life does get hard, but God is good. She may not see that right now. And sometimes when we're in the midst of a trial, we can't see the forest through the trees in front of us. And then there's Ruth, a refugee from Moab, now in Israel with Naomi. From what we have read so far, what do you suppose is Ruth's attitude towards those in Israel and the God of Israel? I mean, she gave up everything to follow their ways and their God. How is Israel supposed to treat a stranger and why? This is a good reminder. Read Leviticus 19.34 and Deuteronomy 10.19. A summation is they are to treat them as one of your own, as one of you. Love them as you would love yourself. And why? Because God says, I am the Lord your God, and I said so. How many times have I heard my mama say that? because I said so. There is a huge contrast between the people who stayed in Bethlehem, who are now prosperous, and Naomi, whose husband took her away from the house of bread. And now that she comes back, she is empty handed and bitter. This first chapter of death and tragedy comes to a close with even more sorrow and heartache And yet, in the following words, those in Israel who read the following would find hope. They came to Bethlehem in the beginning of the barley harvest. We begin to see, as the author points out, a list of divine appointments. It was not mere coincidence that Naomi and Ruth arrived at the barley harvest, which came just after the Passover. If we read Joshua 5, 10-12, we can see three ways in which God provided food for the Hebrews, manna, stored grain, and the new harvest. In verse 22, it says that they returned from the country or the field, translated field, of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of the barley harvest. A bit of a cultural insight there for the Hebrew calendar, that would be the month of Nisan and it would correlate with our month of April. So this was a tough chapter to go through and a tough life for Naomi and Ruth to go to. But we can see that there is hope because they left Moab and her hands were empty, or so she thought. But here she returns to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. There's food out there. Everyone is joyous, it's a prosperous time, except for Naomi, whose heart is broken in pieces. It's hard to be happy when your heart is broken, but maybe, just maybe, it brought a glimmer of hope to Naomi's heart to see the beginning of the barley harvest as they returned, because nothing happens by accident. All things work together for our good and God's glory. Our days, just like Naomi's, was filled with divine appointments. Are we watching for those around us, for that divine appointment during the day? Keep your eyes and ears open and your heart open to those divine appointments around you this week. If you are the one whose heart is breaking and find it difficult to find joy in the things around you, look up look up and ask God to pour himself into you and show you the joy that he has placed around and before you. If your hands are full and your heart is full of joy, look out for those around you who are hurting, who need what you have, and share. Maybe write a note, pray for someone, clean the bathrooms at church, shovel someone's driveway, or bake some bread and bring it to a neighbor. I'd like to finish our time together here with reading Psalm 3. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there's no help for him in God. Selah. Stop and think about it. Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I laid me down, and I slept. Oh, I awaked, for the Lord, he sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people. They have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for Thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon Thy people. Selah. Amen. Charles Spurgeon, a pastor in centuries gone past, quoted was quoted as saying this about Psalm chapter 3. If all the trials which come from heaven, all the temptations which ascend from hell, and all the crosses which rise from the earth could be mixed and pressed together, they would not make a trial so terrible as that which is contained in this verse. It is the most bitter of all afflictions to be led to fear that there is no help for us in God. Because God is our shield. God is the one who lifts up our head. And we cry out to him with our voice, and he hears us from his holy hill. He bends down low to hear us when we pray. May you find encouragement in those words. And if you'd like, check out the show notes. I'll leave a link to a song that Mary Barrett wrote for these words to give you some even more encouragement for yourself and maybe for someone else. God bless you this week as you dig deeper into his word. Now that you've listened to the podcast today, remember to apply soap liberally this week. Choose a scripture from today's lesson. Write down your observation of the text. Consider how to apply it to your own life and write a love letter to the Lord in prayer. And don't forget to check out the blog at momentswithmoni.com for more information and free downloads. And while you're there, feel free to leave your comments and your questions. Until next time, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life.